When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, Thursday afternoon, late in the afternoon. I got to timestamp everything right now because things change so quickly. I just wanted to run through some of these realignment questions that I keep getting from people. And I opened it up to our premium subscribers and I said I'd take the, top, the best five questions that they could come up with. Talk about it here on a podcast for everybody to hear, of course. Rate, subscribe, review. You guys know the drill. Um, not a busy day as far as the realignment stuff. I'm not going to... Uh, really do any like recaps or anything because I don't I don't have a lot to get to so I'm just going to jump into your questions. Um, JP Forsy wants to know: Do you see a day when the Big Ten or SEC big dog programs like Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, Georgia tell the smaller programs like Purdue, Rutgers, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State that they're going to get a smaller cut of the pie? And if so, is this when the whole thing blows up? That's a really interesting question. I mean, I could see a day when that happens. Um, I don't think it's going to be at least for 10 to 15 years. Feels like we are at least another round of media rights from anything like that happening. I've been told this before by people, and I, I, I have no idea how to fact check it, but it'd be very difficult to just like kick somebody out of a conference. But yeah, I mean, I mean, just even last year when the big 12 was trying to save itself after Oklahoma and Texas, they, I, I'm pretty sure the big 12 went to those schools and allowed them to take more of the pie if they, if they wanted it. So, I mean, we, we've kind of already seen it. Now, clearly the big 12 didn't, was not successful in that. But, yeah, I mean, if Ohio State went to the Big Ten and was like, I'm leaving because I go make this much in the SEC or whatever, it's just an example. I mean, you'd be kind of dumb if you were Purdue and you didn't, you know, at least consider that. So, I, yeah, I, sure. I bet that the Pac-12 would have given that to USC last week had they talked about it first. Nap Shack, how big or how stable is the Big 12 in all actuality? 
The Pac-12 is damaged, but not dead. They could become a predator, and they look to enter the Texas and Kansas City markets. Does proximity to Apple and Amazon home offices actually play a part in potential streaming deals? Those folks have roots and ties to the West Coast schools. I I think it does. I mean, I've heard for years that Apple would be a key player with the Pac-12's television deals. We've talked about it a lot on Sunday nights with Bloom. I've been reporting for a long time to our premium subscribers about Amazon's interest in the Big 12, and not not just particularly the Big 12, but just adding to its sports rights. And I I actually was told this week, like, don't look back. Like, if if you if you're the Big 12 and you could snag Washington, like that would be very um, beneficial uh, with the Amazon stuff. So yeah, I I think that that's real. I mean, I don't like if. If Washington doesn't end up in the Big Twelve, I don't. I don't think that's that's like, oh, you're not going to get Amazon now. I don't. I don't think it's anything like that. But I think it's very real, like with their headquarters being in Seattle. How stable is the Big Twelve? Uh, what day is it? <laughs> Here's my take on the Big Twelve right now. As we get ready to head down to Dallas next week for the Big Twelve Media Days, where Commissioner Yormark is going to be speaking for the first time. So this is going to be fascinating. I can't wait. I want to go down there right now. But like I, I feel like it's probably as stable as ever, only in the sense that you've got all these programs looking around and these presidents who have just been through this for so long, right? Like this isn't a new thing for the Big Twelve and these schools that are still there to be to be going through all this. And it's like they know they're not wanted elsewhere, right? Like this is the best we can do, and the best we can do is being um, here with one another. Like I, that's just it, it. Like the Pac-12 poaching Big Twelve schools, it's very possible. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not, and I, I don't know that. This is just my opinion that I'm about to give you, but like, let's say you're Oklahoma State, just as an example, one of the better programs, right, left in the Big Twelve, original Big Eight member, all that. Let's say that you had an offer to go and make similar money in the Pac-12 because that's what it would be. It's not going to be, oh, you could make fifteen more million more a year. It's not going to be those type of numbers. So if you're Oklahoma State, like why I, I can't wrap my mind around why because you're sick of this already. Why would you go there for minimal financial gain only for Washington and Oregon to bounce on the first train out of town? And then you're back in an unstable position again. Like, at least here, you know who you're in bed with. And I think there's some value to that. I think that this new Big 12 has kind of realized, like, who they are. And instead of trying to change that, they're just kind of embracing it and making the best out of the situation. That's my opinion. It's just an opinion. Bryce C. Is it worth it to take Washington and Oregon if they won't sign a long-term grant of rights, I think you do it either way, but I'm curious to hear some informed opinions on that. So that was floated out there. I'm assuming uh, you saw the Andy Staples thing in the athletic last night where he pushed um, to get creative with Washington and Oregon and not make them sign as long of a term of grant of rights for, for this issue. And I mean, I, We've been in the Big 12 with unequal television revenue before, and it didn't go well. 
right? Um, would I take them? Is it worth it to take them? I mean, they've got to sign something, right? Like, I, I just don't think, because then you're just going to be, keep going in the same spot over and over again. Like, and I mean, that's where I'm at with this league. It's like, you are who you are. Like, I'll, uh, you know, Oklahoma City and Des Moines aren't going to turn into top five TV markets anytime soon. Is it worth it? Yeah, maybe. And and then maybe the Big Ten doesn't ever come calling for them, or maybe they do in two years, and then you're right back at this again. Um, I mean, probably, if you could add those two programs, I would think that you probably would, but I'm just not crazy about treating these two West Coast schools differently than everybody else because then that creates dissension and like and all that stuff. So... I would personally rather make a little bit less money, take the Arizona schools or whoever, you know, strengthen your league that way. That way you're hurting the Pac-12 too. And and then you kind of put, you know, the proverbial gun to the head of Washington and Oregon if, you, if you're killing their conference from within. And maybe they'll sign a longer-term deal with you. Here's what I think. I I, I mean, the Big 12 has to, like – the one thing I think that the national guys miss on when they talk about the big 12 is they always talk about what the big 12 doesn't have, which is like these population centers. But with that, the big 12 has the freedom to play a different game. And I would absolutely consider like, and I think you're kind of doing that with BYU. Nobody else wanted to touch BYU forever. The big 12 is like, well, we'll take it. And we're going to bring in the, the Mormon faith and all this stuff. And, um, there's a real benefit to that. Like I, I would call the, the, my son, I would call Memphis and say, what, okay. It's, what's FedEx going to offer 30 million a year for you to be in the league as a sponsorship, which goes back to our schools. I, I would absolutely do stuff like that and just, and see how, you know, how creative you can get in that sense. There's a lot of schools out there, like, I mean, with Nike and Phil Knight, right? Like, like, what can you do? Like, well, hell, we'll be the Nike League, right? Like, I, I, you got to get creative. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, Apple and Amazon or the SEC and Big Ten, and, and you've got to be the creative small company. And you've got to find these, like, alternative forms of revenue and stuff. So it's like, I just, I get annoyed hearing these same regurgitated talking points over and over again when people are discussing the SEC compared to the Big 12. It's not the same thing. It's not. And you, you got to get creative here. So maybe, maybe doing that with Oregon and Washington is a good way to do that. I don't know. I It leaves a weird taste in my mouth, but there's people smarter than me to figure that out. Uh, Hilton Magic 32 assuming the four corner schools come to the Big 12 how will that affect the Big 12's ability to get a seat at the table of the college football playoff if the ACC starts to lose members which ones are likely available for the Big 12 Virginia Tech, NC State, Louisville Georgia Tech, Boston College are most likely in my opinion Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the ACC I would think that for sure Clemson, 
Florida State, and probably Miami end up in the SEC, although I think Miami would be a decent fit for the Big Ten. I, I don't know the academic stuff very well, but I feel like they might fit there. Um, but yeah, Vatek, Pitt, NC State, and Louisville were the four that have always kind of been in my mind that would be a really nice nice piece on the eastern side. As far as the playoff goes, I mean, my guess is, is to where we're going is that you're going to have an 18 playoff or a 12 team playoff, whatever, and there's not going to be any automatic bids, and the Big Ten and the SEC are going to stack it in their favor. So then the Big 12 kind of, you know, you're probably going to get a, a, a team in every year, but it's not a guarantee. That would be my guess. And I, I think that'll be the same if the Big 12 expands or if it doesn't. Really, like, everything's exciting right now, but if the Big 12 programs going forward just stay the way that they are, they'll be fine. I mean, I, I really, really believe that. I don't think that they will. I think the Big 12 is going to expand in some capacity, but I, I think the Big 12 will be fine if those 12 just stick together. Cyclone Power, guesstimate with percentages how this all ends up. That's really hard to do. I, I mean, I I still think at the end of the day, the Big 12 expands. The, the ACC Pac-12 thing that's being discussed right now is really the kicker, and this is going to be who wins out here. Um, it's an ESPN Fox thing. I still think at the end of the day, the Big 12 ends up with some of these Pac-12 schools, but I just, I don't know. I can't say with certainty. If I put that out there, then somebody's going to quote me on it and then make me look like an idiot when it doesn't happen. I need to write that out, Cyclone Power, um, and think about that a little bit more before I start spouting off to it. I, I hope you can understand that. Um, let's get into this because this is this is interesting. Trevor, and how viable do you think the ACC Pac-12 alliance would be? From the outside, it looks like grasping at straws, but it, does it pose a real threat to the Big 12? Uh, threat as in it could halt expansion, absolutely. Um Sorry, I'm drinking coffee here at 420 in the afternoon on a 100-degree day. That's really healthy. I Listen, the, my whole deal with this is, from what I have been told by some industry sources, the ACC is not excited about this Re, for a few reasons. One, from what I was told, it, it's not really going to increase revenue that much. Maybe a couple million but it's not like this huge boon of revenue for the ACC. But two, the ACC's really worried about opening anything up to being poached by the SEC right now and the Big Ten. They've got these grant of rights through 2026, and they feel like, man, like these schools are already trying to leave. Like we're you know, it's a really precarious situation if we start opening up contracts and whatnot and adding to. Now, another source told me today on a more of a bearish front for the Big 12 that this is absolutely a risk because, um, you know, ESPN can basically do what it wants. But I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a little hesitant here because like, the whole theory there is that they would have to put the ACC network on right on the West Coast, and then they're getting more television sets and they create revenue that way. But, man, that's such a decade ago as far as if you're just talking about television subscriptions, right? I mean, those are dying off literally by the day. So I, it seems, sure, I think it's viable, but I don't know if it's, from what I hear, it's not going to be enough 
financially for like these big 12 schools to go, oh, I want to go to the Pac-12 because of this, right? Like it's not that good. It's possible, and it could keep the Big 12 from being able to expand, but the people I'm talking to don't feel like, oh, like TCU's just going to bounce. Side of Fries, that's a good name. If the Big 10 and SEC think that they can make more money doing a playoff between themselves and excluding every other conference, is there anything else actually stopping them? That's a good question. Uh, I'm guessing that there's like antitrust things, some anti-competitive issues with that. I'm not a lawyer. I do not know. I think that they will, because here's the deal. They still want to play other like schools, right? Like unless we get to a point where it really is like a super league type situation. We're not there yet. I think that we're, if we get to that point, we're 10, 15 years into the future and they damn well better be paying the players at that point. There's just a lot that has to happen until you get there. But again, I I think that now they can just rig the playoff and you just do it like it's all strength of schedule. Well, if all the good teams are in, you know, two conferences, then you're going to get all the teams in the playoff. And then, you know, that way you can still technically avoid a lot of the lawsuits and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Who are... Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. We'll. We'll, we'll kind of leave it there. But I feel like that works. Rods seventy nine. We got a couple more here. <laughs> what is it going to take for your Mac, your Mark, to be able to turn around the negative bias around the Big Twelve? It seems like the popular opinion is everyone wanted us dead last year, as well as twelve years ago, and that persists even today where the opinion is anything with the Big 12, please somebody step in and save these poor Pac-12 schools from that fate. ACC, you're our only hope. What can your mark offer up to build these brands as the third best conference? I mean, is it really on, Brett, your mark? I, I think step number one, if, if it's on him, is to go out there and get some of these schools and not San Diego State. Like, make a compelling pitch. Use these television connections, these media connections that he was hired for, and go out there and make a splash. Everybody's saying you can't get the Arizona schools? Go get them and shut everybody up. Wouldn't that be a really good start? Oh, wait. Like, why would Oregon be interested? I don't know, but figure it out make a pitch to so that they are. I mean, that would be the thing I, I would say, Rod S, Rod 79. Like, go out there and, yeah, you got to win games, but win, win, off, win the offseason here. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Dennis Dodd thinks or what Andy Staples thinks or what Stuart Mandel thinks. Like, those guys, like, they're connected and they're texting with people. I, I, don't, I don't doubt any of that. They are. Like, we all are. But... At the end of the day, this is about money and this is about security and all that. And if the Big 12 can offer it better than the Pac-12, those schools will come. It doesn't matter what you're reading on Twitter. I can promise you. Last but last not least, Mr. Janney. Do you think that this fight to become the third best conference is only prolonging the inevitable? The SEC and the Big 10 seem destined to break away from the Pac in their own league. And if that's the future that anyone else sees, how ironclad can membership to an expanded Big 12 really be? Will schools really be willing to sign a grant of rights for more than a few years in case they see an opportunity to move to the Big 2? Great question. Totally above my pay grade. I don't, 
I, I'm guys. I'm. I swear. I don't think we'll get to this like Super League thing. But maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm just naive. I I've always felt like at some point the adults in the room will step up and be like, "Hey, it's good to have all these other, you know, aspects." Like there's that. Like if if the next Big Twelve or the the current Big Twelve going forward after you know the expansion and stuff. I mean, if they're making forty, fifty million dollars per school per year, like that's real money. Like that, are you just going to kick everybody out? Like you can't play anymore. Like there's still going to be ESPN and like these. They're playing the XFL games. Like these USFL is on TV for God's sake, right? Like this is all about money and commodities and property and all that. Like it's not just going to disappear. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, about the grant of rights, and, and I'm guessing that these contracts will be smaller. Like, I don't think you're going to see a lot of, like, what the ACC is locked in right now. Or it was like a 20-year grant of rights when it was signed or something like that. No, I don't I don't think so. And I'm guessing, again, that they will all be kind of timed out to end it the same way. And at the end of the next round is when everything really where we find out if this Super League is going to be the future. But I was told forever that it was going to be four 16-team Super Conferences, and that was going to be it. And if you weren't in, then you don't get to play anymore. I was told that forever. It's all anybody ever talked about. It was a bunch of groupthink, and nobody actually knew. And now it's turned into this two Super Conference thing. Yeah, then those two conferences are going to make a lot more. And at some point, they could go, like, we're so rich. Like, why are we messing around with the rest? And if that's the case, then... Fine, but like, I mean, it, I don't think it'll be as popular though. I just, I just don't like if uh, I'm an Iowa State fan, right? Like, I'm a Big Twelve fan. I'll watch whatever Iowa State's playing in. Would I still watch the SEC on a Saturday night? Yeah, but I'm not going to be like a passionate Ole Miss fan, or it's not like, oh, I better, you know, my team got left out. I'm going to root for Nebraska now. Like, that's not how it goes. And I'm willing to bet a lot of people who are listening to this will still be watching whatever league Iowa State is playing in. And yes, it will be on television. Because despite what the national media wants to tell you, there's still three, four million people who will watch an Iowa State football game against Oklahoma State last year. I think like four million watched that game. A lot of people. You can't just ignore that and kick it to the curb. So, yeah, it it's uncertain. I don't know. But I'm also not like sitting here just like counting my days until Iowa State's death. I think that that's overblown. But what do I know? I'm just a hack in Des Moines. But all I know is that all the guys who are, you know, preaching about Armageddon right now are the same ones who were telling us about the four. 16-team super conferences not that long ago. And that's not happening. They were all wrong. Are any of them saying that they were wrong? Let me tell you something about the media, too. So, like, it could be, like, four loud athletic directors, and they're all texting the same people. They don't actually know. I mean, this is four guys' opinions who are educated. And then it gets regurgitated, then the fans take it as fact, and here we are. Could very well happen, but I don't think it's, like, locked in either. English taking you out. If I don't talk to you again, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.